Welcome to Causing the Effect, where we will connect and change the mind and body. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Causing the Effect. I am your host, Scott Cazzoli. As always, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to uh, to spend some time with me. Uh, just allowing me to share and serve a little bit of knowledge with you guys today. Um, first things first, please um, just give a review, a like, subscribe on you know whatever po- whatever uh, platform you're using. But it does seem like Apple Podcast is the big one. That's the one we're going after. We are trying to be on that highlight reel. So if you could please do me that favor. Uh, I would greatly appreciate that. Leave a, a little five star, a little, you know, the more words, the better on your review. I would appreciate that. Um, we're just, Let's jump right into the topic of the week. We're going to talk about a concept that's called resistance. And um, when I say resistance, I'm not talking about the, the scientific meaning. It's probably something new. It's just a different kind of way of looking at it. And this was a concept created by novelist Stephen Pressfield. Uh, Stephen Pressfield, if you don't know who he is, uh, he was, you know, famous in the '70s and '80s for being a uh, a fiction novelist. He created *The Legend of Bagger Vance* and *The Virtues of War*. Uh, in the '90s, he moved on to uh, his nonfiction books, kind of a little bit of self improvement, but really discussing the this concept of resistance and you actually see the recurring theme of resistance in the legend of bagger vance and the virtues award something that clearly he has dealt with um you know being a writer uh you know i'm gonna talk about it from my reading i just finished the war of art phenomenal book i highly suggest you know reading it if you're trying to take on a new venture um we'll talk about it but he also kind of elaborated on that in his follow-up books called do the work and turning pro as well. So let's just get right into it. What is resistance? This is the concept that really illustrates, you know, he describes resistance as a universal force that claims acts against your, you know, ability to move forward, be creative, start a new venture, X, Y, Z, you know? So what, what is that mean? What does that mean? He describes it as an anti-muse. It's a that feeling that stops you in your tracks when you're trying to put pen to paper in his in his you know works he's discussing um, his writing capabilities. But for me, I'm using that for my creative side in doing comedy writing. But for anybody, it could be a, a social activist thing that you want to kind of move towards. It could be doing a new business venture. It could be becoming a new person with a, with new beliefs and and all this stuff that that we discuss. But resistance basically is a combination. Uh, he Doubt is the cousin of fear, so there's a little bit of doubt, a little bit of fear, a little bit of dread. Um, sometimes it's just that indifference that you have that you can't, you know, move forward with something or there's something stopping you. You know, it's it's a power. That's what resistance is. Um, you know, he always describes it at with a capital R, which I thought was, you know, interesting that it's really, you know, it's just something on its own. And what made me feel comfortable and, and just, you know, it's not something I've been dealing with opening up this creative side and being rewarded with creative fulfillment. But it's the way that he described it, it, it's something that everybody deals with. And that's something that gave me a sense of of calmness because its goal is to keep things as they are, you know? Uh, And I'm sure that's a survival mechanism that, uh, you know, has been built in us millions of years ago. Just to, you know, you're alive, you're not getting chased by a lion or something. Um, You know, knowing that, 
Resistance doesn't have a personal vendetta against anyone. It doesn't have it against you. It doesn't have it against me. It's just simply trying to accomplish the mission of keeping you as you are. Um, you know, it's it's something that create you know helps you rationalize why you can't do something. It inspires fear. It inspires anxiety. It's emphasizing those other distractions in your life. Um, and I feel like you know probably everybody's dealt with this just on some different levels. So I thought it was something cool that we could, you know, kind of discuss a little bit. Um, and just, you know, we'll talk about it from the, from the, you know, the, the, the brain side of it. You know, I always like to give you guys a little bit of that. This is from a couple of PhD psychologists. This is Julia McCutcheon says that creative resistance is essentially anything and everything that prevents us from starting, developing, or completing projects in, in per sense, creative projects. You know, as a, as a human being, we all have these passions to either use creative thinking or explore creative ideas or just do something new that, that could be creative to you, you know, playing a violin, whatever you want to do. Um, so what stands in your way? Uh, in an interview about her perspectives um, on the experiences, you know, uh, this is Dr. Pamela Rudd has noted, most of what we feel comes to us from, you know, sensory input from unconscious portions of the brain. You know, the, that's the, uh, she says, our in, in instinctual lizard brain, uh, or also known as the emotional mammalian brain. So these are, you know, when she says that, what, what does that mean? This is, you know, the unconscious portion or things that you don't even realize about yourself that were, were instilled in you from the ages of zero to five. So that's kind of why we don't remember things before that. Um, you know, she says that the that while the neocortex or conscious brain ex excels as an interpreter and planner at this lizard level, it's hard for human beings to really distinguish between what's real and virtual in our visceral response. And she also goes to note, consequently, what we experience, uh, you know, whatever we experience that triggers and satisfies those ba basic human needs, such as connection, affiliation, group membership, social validation, maybe technically virtual. And that's kind of, you know, I think she was discussing this in a sense of uh, relating to the internet. Um, but she goes on to say, may technically be virtual, but they are interpreted as meaningful experience by our brain. That's why the internet has been such... Um, you know, such an important thing. Now, why does, you know, what, what does this have to do with, with anything, right? Um, you know, Seth Godin is another, um, you know, highly respected person in this kind of world. He notes that making a, a project uh, risks other people not liking it, ignoring it, even laughing at it. And that cringe feeling that you have, about getting those reactions, anticipating them, that is that reptilian part of your system. That's the defense mechanism. So discussing the internet, especially the social media platforms, it provides virtual encouragement from others for our work. And even sometimes it can be active, very nasty, as we've seen with, you know, the bullying on that too. But Godin also notes that lizard brain, this prehistoric brainstem that all of us must contend with, doesn't like being laughed at. Who does, right? And that's really the reason for that. It's the part of our brain that worries about safety and dishes out anger. Being laughed at is the lizard brain's worst nightmare. And so it shuts down your creativity and art. And this is coming directly um, from Steven. So I just thought that was was very interesting um, in the least. You know, now 
the the other piece that I wanted to um, you know discuss about was just get a little bit more into detail about how you know in the book he discusses how he starts his day, how he ends his day, you know how he how he puts in his time with the creative side. And basically, uh, I'll, I'll read a quote from from Stephen, and this is directly from the the War of Art, which I mentioned earlier. Uh, the he, his whole thing with with getting cre- creativity done, and again, I find it very similar with kind of the Jerry Seinfeld method of, of creativity and just just getting stuff done. That the pages that you write, the quality of what you're doing, is going to take care of itself. It's important to just show up every day and do the work. You know what's important is that you just defeat resistance every day. Now this is the quote we'll go into. How many pages have I produced? I don't care. Are they any good? I don't even think about it. All that matters is I put in my time and hit it with all I've got. All that counts is that for this day, for this session, I've overcome resistance. So what does that mean? Uh, To me, it means don't wait for that inspiration. You know, schedule it be able to to just make that time in your day. And again, all these things are kind of related to what we discussed about making goals and, and even achieving weight loss could be inspired by this amount. Putting in that time every day, 45 minutes, an hour of your work is so crucial that eventually the quality will show up, you know? Steven describes resistance as a, it's basically a negative force in the world that stops you from fulfilling those dreams. So if you want to start your own business or completely change your career, you know, what what are you doing? You're worrying that you don't have enough talent, enough time. You're making up those excuses that that is resistance. These are things that everybody deals with. You know, he mentions that overcoming resistance is so much more important than talent. And this is something I see on a personal basis. You know, he, he says that many people have talent, but few put in that work and follow through. Um, so, you know, I think this says to anybody who's struggling with this, um, if you're struggling with that self-doubt, that self-sabotage, you have to kind of face the inner resistance. Uh, and that's, you know, that's it in a nutshell, but, you know, I did want to talk about a couple other points here that he discusses in detail, um, in the book. The, the, the other big piece that he discusses is the, the concept of the ego and the self. Those are two you know, huge things. So what is the ego? Uh, he describes the ego as that basically that identity center that runs your life. It's the story that you tell yourself. You know, when you say I want, I need, I am, you're talking about the ego. Uh, you know, it runs that that ego is does I, I find it's gotten me in trouble sometimes, you know, leads to anger. But um, it is kind of like the boss, you know, and then then he talks about the self. The self is different than the ego. That self is the deeper part of your of your subconscious. And he goes into, um, you know, Carl Carl Jung, who has discussed the self in a in in you know tons of books. But according to to Jung, it the self contains so much more um, than the ego, due to you know. In your subconscious, the unconscious, the personal, and that's where the collective, the personal and the collective side lives here. That's where the dreams that you're feeling, that instinctive gut feeling is coming from the self. Um, that's where intuition comes from. That's where your visions come from, those myths. And that's kind of where we see all these different 
archetypes come out of, of the hero story and, and, you know, uh, other things of that nature. But his point is that soul is trying to guide you. It's trying to sustain you. It's trying to, you know, push you forward towards something that is important to you. And that's funny that, you know, basically every time the, the one thing that you want to do is so connected to fear that there's a reason for that, right? There's a reason why there's so much, you have so much feeling towards that. For me, it's because I care so much. You know, I always care about what people think and I'm not saying that's the best thing, but it's the the, the reason why, you know, you have that big buildup of exaltation in that, in that feeling. The ego does like being in charge. It doesn't want to, you know, have that self um, next to it to produce that, the, the real reality. Resistance usually does win most of the time, um, you know, and, and particularly if you're pursuing an art form or even originality, again, a business venture, just being excellent in any form, in other aspects, I believe there's a discipline that you have to kind of take on of the soul. There's, it's, a, it's practice, um, you know, and I think these are things that if you put them together, it, it is sort of common sense, but, you know, it, it's it's just interesting that, that, you know, everything comes down to, and it's just so so there in your face. Um, how do you, you know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never going to leave you guys hanging with the, uh, you know, the, the so much of, okay, we, we have this problem, how do, how do we, how do you solve it? Okay, more than happy to tell you, you know, the, in, in an easy way, it's, you have to take that action. Um, that's the healthiest response for doubt in your mind. You, know, you just kind of have to do stuff. You could fake it till you make it. You know, it, it's not, you're not going to feel confidence. And then if you're waiting to feel confident in something or waiting to, to not have doubt, that's not the way the world works with anything. It's about, instead of people have this concept that I have to lower my fear. And that's not really the way that things work. It's, you have to, you know, raise your bravery and your courageousness. So if you're worried about a particular project or, you know, am I good in this or yada, 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 you know, you, you can't, you can't have these worries, you know, and again, you're, you're going to have them on the inside, but the point is to take action and let the material world outside dictate, you know, those feelings, you know, sometimes taking action is easy. Sometimes it isn't, but if you don't take action, then you're letting fear and stagnancy, self-loathing win. You're letting resistance win the battle. So by, you know, I'm probably looking at like a war every day is not the, the healthiest thing, but you can't let that, that voice of resistance beat you. You have to take, take doubt, right? You have to take that on head on. Um, you know, I think that is the, 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 the biggest piece to, to, to take on. Um, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs I could see following this advice, um, you know, developing, things that, that you want on a simple level is the, the whole concept, establishing demand through setting goals, doing things as quickly as possible. Um, that's how you, you do it. Um, and I think by making it material and just going through that process of uncomfortability does help growth. And it, that, that is growth because through the, through the, that kind of fire, is going to callous and make you grow, you know, exponential growth. Sometimes it's not the easiest things, 
Um, you know, he, Stephen even said to himself that he got lucky with the, with the legend of Bagger Vance. You know, he was a, a success as he was, you know, um, up to that point, but, you know, really took off after that. You know, so he does have a happy ending. But I, I also wanted, you know, in a simple sense, that that is what we're talking about. But I also think it's important to establish that this philosophy can come with a couple of serious drawbacks. Um, and again, I'm, I just want to always make sure I hit both sides of it. I want to give you just my view. I love it. I'm all for it. I didn't think of these, but I, I wanted to find some online where people's views were. So here we go. If, if, if you believe everything you are doing creatively is a gift from God and, you know, you've been chosen to share this act with, your, with, with humanity and with, you know, things, failure could be particularly devastating for you. So you have to, you know, some people can't handle that. I personally do not know if I could, but I'm going to try and maybe, you know, you'll fall, but that is something that I did want to, to make a point. If, you know, another fault drawback, excuse me, uh, you're, you're form, far more likely to fail if you write from the heart and don't think about things that other people will like. Now, I saw people saying this. I don't think that is as accurate. But again, I want to give you this side of, of the argument that if you don't worry about what other people think, you may, you know, you may just end up having, you know, very unique work, but again, may not be as likable. Um, so I just wanted to give you guys those pieces. But, you know, in totality, I definitely suggest giving the, the War of Artery, let you find for yourself. And I did just want to end this with, with a little, uh, you know, tidbit that, that really hit hit with me. So... Uh, you know, let me just read this part to you. The artist is the servant of that, of the intention of the muse. The enemy of the artist is that small time ego, which begets resistance, which is the dragon that guards the gold. That's why an artist must be a warrior. And like all warriors, artists over time acquire modesty and humility. They may, some of them conduct themselves flamboyantly in public, but alone with the work, they are ch chastised and humble. They know they are not the source of the creations they bring into being. With that, I'll leave it here. Give this book a read. Let me know your thoughts. Thank you guys so much for your time. I truly appreciate it. As always, stay safe, stay positive, stay blessed. And I'll talk to you later. Have a great one, guys. Bye-bye.